Hello, I am Kristen Damara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. We're here helping people make good decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. And you know, sometimes the time is the time not to buy or sell real estate. A lot of people say that the real estate market is good 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of the year. But that's not always true when you look at it from an individual standpoint. Is now the right time for you? We're going to ask those questions as we look at a story from a national publication that came out just this week, the first week of October. We'll talk about that and more after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. SunTech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775-352-9396 or visit SunTechSolarScreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. SunTech solar screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775-352-9396. Energy efficiency for your home. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for visiting with us on our show today. If you have questions or comments for us, give us a jingle anytime after the show, 775-786-5515, and ask for Nevada Real Estate Radio. We were talking a little bit during the entry of our show today about whether now is the best time to buy or sell real estate. But that's always on an individual basis because... You know, the market is the market on any given day. It's up, it's down, it's sideways. But what really is important is, is it right for you as an individual? And many times we get caught up by the frenzy of the media, by what our friends, family members, acquaintances are saying about buying homes. And we are thinking, well, I better get in on that before I lose out. A national story came out in the biggest publication of the country when it comes to business, the Wall Street Journal. Here's what they had to say about home affordability in October of 2020. The headline reads, Home affordability hits the lowest point in years. 
Yes, home prices are rising at a record pace, but incomes, well, they're not keeping up. And that's making home ownership less and less affordable, less and less likely for you and for individuals all across the country. The median American household would need approximately 32% of its income to cover mortgage payments on a medium-priced home, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. And that's the most and the highest since November of 2008, which uh, happened when the same outlaws uh, in your money would have eaten up 34.2%. So we're back into 2008. How quickly we go back 13 years ago, right? Supercharged home prices in all the markets across the country are canceling out the impact of modestly higher incomes and historically low interest rates. These are the two factors that make up and are part of owning a home more affordably. Prices have risen at a record pace for four consecutive months, driven by a shortage of houses for sale. Now, higher prices mean buyers have to take out larger loans, and that means they are essentially signing up to make bigger mortgage payment each month for more years to come. The Atlanta Fed calculates affordability using a three-month average of median home prices that they get from a company called CoreLogic Inc. and the median household incomes based on the census data. Back in July of 2021, that was the last month the Atlanta Fed's calculations came to play, median home prices were set then at $342,350. That's up 23% in just one year. Median incomes, on the other hand, were at $67,031. That's not up 23%. No, it's up 3%. That's a big difference. Declining affordability is going to have the biggest impact on buyers shopping for their first home. You know, first-time home buyers. And they'll have to sign up for larger monthly payments regardless of what they buy. Uh, and Or maybe buy a less desirable home. Or maybe step back from the market altogether. This is what economists think might happen. You see, it's a lot more difficult for people to get their foot in the door of this housing market. The question is whether it's an unsurmountable hurdle or is it just one of those things that households have to spend more of their monthly income on, you know, mortgages. The dynamics were quite a bit different back in 2008, though, even if the effect disarray in the housing market was the same. Home prices were falling and many Americans owned more in their homes at that time than they were worth. And what's more, the widespread job losses, they weighed on household income for years and years. The gentleman was talking to our reporter about having been with his wife, hoping and hoping, hoping and hoping to purchase a home in Florida for two years. And they can right now barely afford a payment of about $1,600 a month. But every house they've been looking at requires monthly mortgage payments about 25% higher, more like 2000 a month. It's almost like we've gotten into a holding pattern because of how difficult it is, said this borrower. The typical value of a home in his area is $331,000, and that's up from $265 in just one year. So 
that's more than $130,000 increase for the same basic type of home in just one year. Now, during the early months of the pandemic, a lot of homes became more affordable because people just didn't know what was going to happen. And interest rates fell, and those home prices, while were a bit lower, and still they were still rising overall, they weren't really exact accelerating at the pace that they have been recently. And recently they have been accelerating because people have been on the sidelines for a long time, and then they realized that they didn't want to stay indoors all day. They decided to come out and get more space and moved out, many of them, from the crowded cities. When they go to those crowded cities, they go to smaller cities, and then those smaller cities, like what we have here in northern Nevada, suddenly they grow tremendously. The demand is high, and affordability, it declines. It just goes away. It's hard to have an affordable housing market when the area that you're living in is in such high demand. At the beginning of 2021s, Americans needed about 29% of their income to cover the mortgage, according to the Atlanta Fed estimates. That rose to 32% in just seven months. So by July, a lot of people were pushed out of the market. The Fed includes principal interest, taxes, and insurance, and related costs when you're making a mortgage payment. That's how they do all the calculations. And unfortunately, any affordability that mortgage interest rates have helped with has pretty much been erased by this fast-growing price, the actual sales price of the homes. Home buyers have noticed tremendously all across the country what's going to go happening as they are looking out to buy a home. They're getting outbid by other multiple offers. Many of the people that want to buy homes are competing with investors with cash money, and cash always is closing faster. About 63% of the consumers surveyed just last month across the country, they believe it was a bad time to buy a house. And that's according to Fannie Mae. That was up from 35% at the same time last year. So 2021 is kind of a doom and gloom for many first-time homebuyers. They just cannot see how they can make the home buying process work for them because home prices are going up so fast. So what's a person to do if they really are intent on buying a home but cannot deal with these quick rising prices? When we come back from our advertiser's message, we're going to talk about some of the options that you should consider if you want to buy a home but you feel like you just can't afford it and maybe you're now feeling that you can maybe never afford a home. I've got good news for you. All you've got to do is make a few little changes in your life and you are on your way to home ownership. We'll be back with that and more after this. Suntech solar screens are great in the fall and winter because they eliminate the sun's glare that can damage your window coverings, hardwood floors, and carpets. Call 775-352-9396 or visit suntechsolarscreens.com. You'll see examples of many of our satisfied customers' homes. SunTech Solar Screens are functional and attractive. Call for a free estimate, 775-352-9396. Energy efficiency for your home. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? 
First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. You're tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. We are in our 16th year of weekly broadcasts, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. So many people look at real estate as a transactional process, but in reality, it's quite an emotional process, especially if you're on the buying side of real estate especially if you are buying for the very first time. I mean, let's face it, folks, you can have been a worse time to be looking to buy real estate. Prices are going through the roof, and even though interest rates are low, it's just a tease. The prices are so high, it's come to the point where the interest rate is not helping out that much when it looks to trying to get financing to purchase a home. So what are you going to do if you've got your mindset on buying a home and you just can't live in uh, in the neighborhood that you are in because you can't afford to buy a home, you're stuck as a renter. Well, you've got to think about from a perspective side of just how much capacity you really have. Let's face it, we have to support ourselves in America. We have to be self-reliant in America. So we have to just see what each one of us can do individually and then do the best we can with the resources we have. Let's start by taking a look at what a median home price would cost if, let's say, you were looking to buy in somewhere in Reno or Sparks. If you were shopping for a home and you want a home that's the typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, you're looking at a median home price, according to the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, of $530,000. Yeah. That's over half a million dollars if you want to buy a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home that's already in construction, it's already done, it's already been built, it might have been lived in before, probably has, $530,000. That's huge. That's a huge, huge amount of money. And if you're a first-time home buyer, no wonder you're scared. When I bought my first home back in 1982, I paid $60,000 for my home. I got it on a mortgage. The interest rates were high, but when you've got a price that low, even with high interest rates, my payments overall, $600 a month. And it was kind of tough then because incomes were much lower then, and I was first in, first time buying my home, so I had a lot of new discoveries that I was making, new challenges that I was making, and I was coping with the fact that owning a home is not just making the mortgage payments, it's the work that you have to do around the home. A lot of physical work. I don't care if you buy a first home and you buy it at the medium price, I guarantee you're going to be wanting to do work on that home after you buy it. So you have to be prepared to put in a lot of time and additional money to make those things work. Time and money 
and then expertise in some areas. If you're trying to do it yourself, you've got to learn or know how to do certain repairs, how to do certain upgrades. It's an expensive process buying a home. No matter what the price of the home is when you buy it, no matter what the interest rate of the home is when you buy it, there is a good reason why home values are appreciating. Part of it is because homes are being taken care of better than ever before. With the digital technology that we live in, with the service industry world that we live in, there's more and more opportunities to take good care of your home. But that all comes at a price. Every time you hire somebody to do that work, every time you do an upgrade or a repair on your home, the dollar signs are chinging along. It's costing more money the more activity you do at your home. Let me give you an example. I have a backyard that I am very proud to say is as nor normal and natural for the area as possible. I try not to plant any trees or shrubs that are going to require a lot of water or any that are going to be noxious and grow out of control. And I try to leave the grounds as natural as possible for the creatures, for the wildlife, so, the, so that the birds can nest. I don't rarely, I don't often, let's say, rake all of my leaves in the fall. I leave a fair amount of them on the ground so that they deteriorate. And so they fertilize the ground naturally so I don't have to put chemicals. And when it comes time to trimming the bushes and trimming the lawn, I try to use as little power carbon footprint power as possible. So I limit the use of lawnmowers, weed trimmers, anything that you have to plug in, anything that you have to start a motor in, I avoid it. When it comes to spray the weeds, I don't buy chemicals to kill the weeds. I use a hoe to kill the weeds that way. I dig them up. I don't spray so I don't poison the land and I don't spend the money on the chemicals and so forth and so forth. I use the natural way to do it. It takes more hours, but it costs me a lot less money. My neighbor, on the other hand, he goes the opposite. He has a lawn crew come in at least once a week. They fire up all of their blowers, all of their lawn mowers, all of their weed trimmers, and they go at it like madmen. There's three of them that work on his yard at the same time. And they do this work for about two hours every week. Unfortunately, it happens typically on the weekends. Still, they're constantly firing up the machines. The charges are coming in for the service, and there is a cost for him to do this work every week. After the landscapers leave, my neighbor then pulls out his own weed blower. He proceeds to blow any remaining particle of leaf or grass from his yard. He goes at it 360 degrees every square inch and he's blowing away like a madman this lawn leaf blower to get make sure every little piece is blown off of his yard of course it's coming toward me uh, i don't really mind the leaves in my yard like i say i think it's natural but it's annoying and i know there's a cost for my neighbor and there's a cost for the planet because of the carbon footprint it's a long way of getting to the end ladies and gentlemen it is expensive to own a home. If you own a home, you've got to take care of it, and you have to have the budget and the time to take care of the home. So we need to look at our other expenses. What kind of expenses do you have that 
keep you from buying a home or getting the home that you want. I'll tell you that from my experience as a former mortgage lender here in northern Nevada for over 10 years, the biggest problem I saw that first-time home buyers had in purchasing their first home was having enough capacity to purchase their home because most of their income was already being spent on other debts. They had high credit card debts and high car payment debts. A lot of people don't understand the difference between living a life and living a lifestyle. It's come to my observation that most people who are struggling in this world would not be struggling at all if they lived a lifestyle that they can afford. But so many people want to live a lifestyle that they can't afford. They admire it in others. Maybe their friends live a very lavish lifestyle. And so the mistake that a lot of young people make is they spend too much money on the style part of life rather than life itself. Lifestyle means driving the newest and fanciest car because you want to make sure that everywhere you go, people see that you're successful and that you have the most beautiful, fanciest car. And in some cases, it's an attracting vehicle. I've talked to many of my high school classmates, the girls, the boys. Cars were so important then. Maybe they're not quite as important now, but they still are a status symbol to many people. And they feel like they have to buy and have to drive a new car, an expensive car, and a car that says to everybody, hey, look at me, I am super successful just by the car I drive. It's an attention getter. But I've also found many people that drive these nice fancy cars, they drive to a squalor of where they live. I remember as a young man, I remember people that had really nice cars Sometimes I'd find out where they lived, and they lived in practically a shack. It's just an amazing thing that certain people put higher value on driving a fancy newer car than they do on owning their own home. So, affordability, it's a problem, yes, if you're trying to live a lifestyle that you cannot afford. So one of the things that I recommend that people do when they're struggling to buy a home is take a good look at where they're spending their money now. Most people, I believe, are spending money in areas that could help them save a lot of money and put that money to better use in a mortgage payment or in a savings account to save the down payment for the mortgage payment. So... If you've got credit card bills because you go on vacation often and you like to buy lavish clothes, like to go partying often, like to go on trips, your problem is lifestyle. It's not lack of ability to buy a home. If you're driving a new Mercedes-Benz, a Jaguar, a Cadillac, a Lexus, any of the top automobiles, and you're a renter, let me tell you this. You are living a lifestyle that you cannot afford. You should buy your house first and then down the road pay yourself a little extra if you'd like, if you have the money left, to buy yourself a better car. But I guarantee you, your life will be much better if you forget about your lifestyle now and then and think about how you're going to live for the rest of your life. I have found that people who live a lavish lifestyle can keep it up for a while, maybe two years, five years, ten years, heck, twenty years. But then there comes a time when you cannot keep up with that lifestyle, and then life 
kicks in. And when life kicks in and you have no more room to worry about lifestyle, you might find that your lifestyle took a lot of capacity away from you in your ability to be a success. A success. You know, I often ask people, how's your business? And they'll start telling me about where they work or the company they own and how well it's going. Well, I guess what I really mean is, how's your business of Joe Smith? How's the business of Mary Smith? And when I talk about how's your business, it's not about the way that you work and what you get paid for and your investments. It's about how you manage your life. Your life is a business. You have to look at it from all standpoints so that you can take care of yourself and take care of the people that you love. We all go through challenging times where we have sickness come to visit, relatives that have illnesses or medical problems, and we want to do everything we can to help them. But we cannot forget about taking care of ourselves. We have to be self-reliant. We have to be able to know that we can stand on our own two feet before we can help somebody. We have to be able to stand strong and stand upright and know that we're making it on our own with the tools that we have in our life, our income, our friends, our family, and our aspirations and our dreams, our education. You put it all together, and that's really the true life that you have. You put it to the best work possible. Being frivolous and being quick to make decisions and being available for every opportunity or attraction that comes your way can really get your mind off the ball if you are primarily focused on purchasing a home. So what are some of those other tips that you can do besides just really looking at your finances? I recommend you look at where you live. You know, there are places in this country that I would love to live but I just can't afford to live there. Aspen, Colorado. I cannot afford to live there. San Francisco, California. Beautiful city. I cannot afford to live there. Many other places in America. I cannot afford to live in New York City. I love the Midtown area. I'd love to have an apartment in one of those high-rise complexes. I just can't afford to live there. So the question is, where can you afford to live? And I mean live by enjoying life and attaining the goals that you aspire to. You may be finding at this very moment that the reality of the problem of not being able to purchase a home is not your low income or your high debts. They might have some impact on that. But the reality is that you're trying to buy a home in an area that you cannot afford to live in. I was looking at the median home prices from Incline Village, Nevada. That's just a few minutes away from Reno. Those median home prices are over $1 million for a median-sized, typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. There's no way I can afford to live there. Some of my listeners maybe can afford to live there. There are people that cannot afford to live in Reno, Nevada. $530,000 for a median home price? I would say a lot of people in this world cannot afford to live in Reno, Nevada. But there are other places where you can afford to live. And it doesn't have to be 
way on the other side of the country. Although there's great values in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, you go just a little ways east, like 30 miles, and you're in Fernley, Nevada. Now, the median home price is only $357,000. That's almost $200,000 less than living in Reno, Nevada. Well, when I say that to some of my young acquaintances that are looking to become first-time homebuyers, oh, they, they totally rule out from There's no way I can move there. They tell me there's no life there. There's no lifestyle there. There's no fun. There's no nightclubs. You know, whatever the case, you have to give something up to get something. It's just the way the world works. Think about giving up living in a lifestyle that you cannot afford and consider an area where you can afford to live and you can afford to purchase a home. 35 miles away saves you $200,000. You put up with the math and you put up with the details of what that means for you, a 20-minute commute, but add this to the list. You're a homeowner in Fernley, Nevada. You're not a homeowner in Reno Sparks, Nevada. Sounds easy? No way. I have more coming up later on the show after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of homeownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company. Equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. So homebuyers also need to know what is on the mind of home sellers. I talk to a lot of people who are thinking about selling their home, but they see the prices going up so fast. Many of them are deciding to wait for a while to see if they can get even any more profit from the purchase of their home that they maybe bought two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. You know, it really doesn't matter. Even if you bought a home ten years ago, the median home price has gone up dramatically. It's just amazing that in just one year, some homes have gone up 10%, 15%, 20%, 30% in value. Depending on what part of the country you live, buying a home has been a good idea up until now in the last year, two years, three years. Prices have been going up dramatically. Home owners, 
people that have had their homes during that time and earlier, well, they've ridden the wave. They've seen what homes cost. They've seen how difficult it is to buy homes. And as a seller, many people are thinking of waiting to sell because the prices just continue to go up and up. That is actually one of the reasons that there is a more difficult time for home buyers to find homes. You see, the reason that there's so many less homes for sale in many cases is because people just don't want to sell in a rising market. You know the old saying, buy low, sell high? That's the right way to do it. But I can guarantee you that most people do the other way. They buy high and they sell low. I remember the bottom of the market in 2012 when the median home price in northern Nevada was $150,000. I was a mortgage lender and I had so many people that I talked to every day tell me the same thing. Peter, we don't have any money. Peter, we're not going to buy a home. The prices are just continuing to tumble. We just don't think it's going to be a good time to buy a home in Reno or anywhere in the country because prices are just falling and falling. We're going to wait till they go down a little bit lower. It was about one in 10 people that I talked to in those days that were thinking about seriously buying a home. They looked at the market, they looked at their individual needs, and they thought to themselves, this could be it. This could be the perfect time to buy a home. But that was one in 10. And how many homes were there available to look at in those days? Hundreds. There were so many homes available, they could not even get listed. Many of the homes were vacant. Sometimes squatters were moving into the vacant homes. You see, people had paid so much money for these homes, and so quickly the value plummeted that these investors, individual investors, investing companies, they, they couldn't make the mortgage payment. They, they knew going in when they first bought the homes, they'd make the mortgage payment for a month or two or three. But the plan was they would sell the home quickly at a much higher price than they paid, and then the small amount of mortgage payments that they paid to keep the home during that time would be totally offset by this huge increase in value and profit that they would get when they would sell this home. Well, some people were doing this not with one home, but with five homes or 10 homes. They had a lot of homes sitting around just waiting for the price to go up a little bit more before they'd sell it. And a lot of these homes were vacant. When they bought the home, they didn't even think about getting a renter in there. Who'd want to do that? Why hassle with it, they thought. Let's just buy this home, sit on it for a month or two, let the price go up, and then we'll sell it, make a killing, make more money, go buy more homes, do the same thing, repeat the process. It worked for a while. People were doing that for three years, four years, five years, from about 2006 to about 2008, 9, 10, and to 11. But then suddenly things really tightened up. Nobody wanted to buy a home. Everybody could see it was a losing proposition. Well, now we have the reverse. Everybody's looking at it as a winning proposition. So what happens? People just don't want to sell. They want to buy, but they don't want to sell. And so that is really the big conundrum that we're facing, not only in northern Nevada, but across the country. People want to buy to sell. They want to buy. They want to buy, but they want to buy it to sell later. They want to buy it. They want to buy it, but they want it to sell later. So the people that already have bought, they still want to sell later. They don't want to sell now. People are typically going to sell when they need to sell or when they anticipate a dramatic shift in the market. Right now, all indications as we look across the country are that home prices will continue to rise, continue to stay strong, 
it looks like home building is going to stay soft, even though it's going to continue. A lot of builders are still afraid of what happened in 2008 through 12, and they don't want to start overbuilding. So there's more and more of a waiting list, at least in northern Nevada. The way to get through the process is to do it looking at it from strictly a financial or a life benefit style. And the life benefit style is first, and that means, is this really the right market? As we mentioned earlier, Fernley could be a great market. Fernley, Nevada, median home price, $357,000. But if you look a little bit further to the east, to some of the states that we've talked about in the past, you could save even more money if you would be interested in moving to Oklahoma or Arkansas. Many, many people save tons of money and find great lives and lifestyles in these two states. I know this because I have friends who have relocated from Reno into those communities, into the community of Hot Springs, Wyoming, into the community of Little Rock, Arkansas, into the community of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, into numerous communities in Oklahoma City. Many of these states, they're inviting people to come to live there because their local economies live in a depressed state for a variety of reasons. Home prices are low. Jobs probably are low. But the trick now is long-distance working. We talk about long-distance learning. But long-distance learning and working are kind of the same. We really don't have to live, many of us, in the exact city where we're doing our work. It's not true for everybody, but more and more people are doing their work online and commuting digitally to work from their place of residence. Many employers, even if they require you to be on site to do their work, they will allow you to take one day or two days per week and work from a remote location, which would be great if you were thinking of relocating from Reno to Fernley and you're concerned about the cost of gasoline for the drive back and forth each day. Well, if you don't have to go to the office only four days instead of five or maybe even three days instead of five, that's going to save you a lot of money and a lot of time and stress, the driving stress. You won't have to deal with that if you live in a remote location like Fernley, Nevada. Move a little further to the east, and you're in Fallon, Nevada, a great agricultural market. There's a military base there, a lot of very cool things to do in the outdoor world, smaller community so you know your neighbors better, and there's more opportunity for advancement when you're living and working in a smaller pond. I know that. I grew up in a small town, and you can very quickly rise in stature, rise in income, and rise in opportunities when you are a good citizen in a small community. But it's a different life, and it's a different lifestyle. So if you are dead set on living in the metropolis area of your state, Reno or Las Vegas, and if it's in Nevada, you don't have the opportunity to get an advantage in the big cities like you have an opportunity to get an advantage over your competitors in a smaller community. It's just that simple. Many people 
start in a small community, get their experience, move on to larger communities, get more experience, move across the country to other communities, and after their years and years in a career of moving from city to city, they decide that what they really like best was the smallest community that they started in. And I guarantee you when they go back to those smaller communities or types of small communities, their capacity after years of learning and years of experience are exponentially greater because of their experience and their worldly travels. Even if it's just across the state line, you can instantly have more credibility. You've heard the old saying of the definition of an expert. It's anybody that travels more than 100 miles from where they live to do their work. And if you travel even further than 100 miles, you become more of an expert. It's almost like a perspective ratio. I mean, how many times have you heard here in northern Nevada that we have an expert coming in from New York City to talk to us about the economic status of the real estate market all across the country versus we have a local real estate expert from Verdi that's going to come into the office and talk to us about all the values and numbers that we need to know to make good decisions in real estate. It just doesn't quite have the pull. When you're talking about somebody who travels hundreds or thousands of miles to make a presentation versus somebody who travels five or ten minutes. So in your life and lifestyle, if you can factor in a way to be an expert in your area, wherever that area is, the chances are you can put that to good economic use in your work and your area of expertise. Buying a home Never an easy deal unless you have the cash, you're independently wealthy, and then, of course, you're not listening to this radio show. I'm glad you're listening because we're going to talk about some other ways that you can pull the trigger on buying your first home if you're willing to make some adjustments. That and more after this. I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Hello, I am Kristen Damara, the Director for Head Start and Early Head Start for Community Services Agency here in Reno. If you love working with children and you love making a difference, call us at Community Services Agency. Our website is csareno.org, or you could come see us at our main location at 1100 East 8th Street in Reno, Nevada. Parents, teachers, retired teachers, we would love to talk to you. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. 
Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You know, a lot of people that I'm talking to are looking for jobs that have focus and meaning in their lives. They want to do things like social work, but they just can't put up with the minutia that's involved in being involved with organizations that require board decisions, attendance of regular meetings, uh, bylaws, I mean, one thing after another. And then, of course, you don't get paid for it. Well, a good way to help others is by doing work that is really going to have a significant impact on our young children. I'm talking about becoming a Head Start or early Head Start teacher at Community Services Agency right here in Reno. A teacher at Community Services Agency is like a teacher at no other school establishment here in Northern Nevada. It's totally relaxed because it's a play and work environment. These young children, ages six months up to five years of age, these are the future leaders of our world. And these are the people that need guidance now to become good citizens, strong in the areas that they need to strengthen, and opportunities, not only for the students, but for the teachers as well. The battle between teachers and students seems to be even bigger in the public school systems. At Ed Start, an early Head Start program at Community Services Agency, it's a whole different world. It's a mutual benefit to teach and learn at the Head Start and Early Head Start programs. I encourage you to get all the details by calling Community Services Agency, 775-786-6023. Ask to speak to the Head Start and the Early Head Start program director. We're talking about real estate and real estate for investors and first-time homebuyers here on Nevada Real Estate Radio, talking about some of the challenges, some of the ways that you can get around the high prices, the lack of availability, the lack of affordability. Well, if you're absolutely not going to consider living in an area outside of Reno Sparks, because that's where you're looking to buy a home, and you feel like you can't afford it, maybe the problem is you need somebody to help you, and you just don't know who to ask. So you've looked at the media, you've looked at the trades, you've figured it out. You cannot afford to buy a reasonable home on your own. You're not willing to move out of the area. Your alternatives now are to continue to rent or consider taking on a partner. I'm talking about a co-borrower for the home that you're looking for. You see, there's a lot of people that are in your very same position. They want to buy a home. They just can't afford it. Not the way things are going now. So if two people have the same mindset and the same goals and can work and live together, one of the ways to do that is to team up and have two people together go and make the application for a mortgage to purchase a home. Suddenly, you have the power of two people 
working together to purchase a home. And you have the income of two people, and you have the credit report of two people, and you've got the commitment and the strength of two people to purchase a home. Look, if you're looking to buy your home for the first time and you've never pushed a broom, you don't know how to turn a wrench, you've never screwed in a light bulb, I guarantee you, you're going to have troubles if you buy your own home and realize that work needs to be done. If you don't know how to do the work, you're going to make some decisions that may be costly in the ultimate value of your home because you'll make the wrong decisions. You may not repair what needs to be repaired. You may get additional damage. And even if you do get it done because you hire an expert, you're going to be spending so much more of your money on the maintenance of the home. You're going to ask yourself, is it really worthwhile to own a home? But if you have a partner that can help you go into the home, now you're only carrying 50% of the load. Maybe you're not a great person when it comes time to push a broom or use a scraper. But if your partner, the other person on your mortgage loan, is willing to do that and able to do that, that's a very important part of the world work that that person can do for you. And then maybe your great specialty could be in consistent of income, financial planning, in monitoring household expenses, other things you can bring to the table along with your half of the down payment could be a perfect partnership. The other good thing about this is that you're not carrying 100% of the financial load or the financial risk. Look, there's risk in any time that you buy a home. If somebody was to buy a home today and the price has plummeted 40% tomorrow, that individual would still have to be making those payments or considering making those payments. And if that individual stopped making those payments, just because the home wasn't worth it today, like it was a year ago that you purchased it, and many people did that during the mortgage meltdown, then your credit is going to go into the toilet and you're not going to have any capacity to do anything. And you'll be going through this all on your own. If you have a partner, a home buying partner, things are different. Your home buying partner is going to carry half of the risk. Your home buying partner is going to give you ideas on things that you can do or do better to operate a household. You see, the idea is that you're not wanting to commit to living forever with a mortgage partner just because you wanted to buy a home together. You have to be able to make that mortgage payment regardless, or there are big consequences. You have to look at the fact that maybe you might have a challenge down the road. That's why many home mortgage consultants ask their clients about their reserves. If you've never heard that term, or at least not in the sense of a mortgage, here's what it means. It means how much money do you have left in your bank account? What kind of assets do you have left after you purchase your home? after you put all the money down that you need to purchase, after you've paid for the inspection, after you've paid for the appraisal, the well inspection, flood insurance, whatever all the other things that you need to have, homeowners association dues, you name it. How much money do you have left over on that very first day that you own a home? Because if you have zero, because you put every penny that you've had into closing that transaction, and your mortgage lender knows that you have zero reserves after you close that transaction, well, they're not going to sleep very well at night because they know that any little blip in your life is going to cause a hardship, and that hardship may result in no mortgage payment for the bank, a higher risk. Now, you might have some money left over after the close. You might have $1,000, $2,000, and that's going to be great. 
But then you have to look at the reserves on a monthly basis. After you make the mortgage payment, after you buy the groceries, after you make your car payment, after you pay the credit cards, after you pay for your clothing allowance, after you play, pay for your play, yeah, your entertainment, how much money do you have left over? Are you able to save any money while you're going through the process, 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, whatever the term is of your mortgage, while you're going through the process of making your mortgage payments and living, do you have any money left over at the end of the month? Because if you don't, it's another big red flag. You may well be living beyond your ability, beyond your means, beyond your life ability. Don't confuse lifestyle with your life ability. A man once said what he's really successful about is not what he has. He's most successful when he can look at what he doesn't need. Many of us come to believe that we need so much in our day-to-day -day lives, and we struggle to pay for it. We struggle to find ways to keep it in our budget because we have all of these quote-unquote needs. But if you really take a good look at where you're spending your money, keep a personal journal for a while, you might well see that much of the money you spend is not on needs, but actually more on desires, wants, dreams ways to impress others, ways to impress ourselves. Take a look at your personal budget. Consider the things we've talked about. I have a feeling that most of you that are struggling to find a way to buy a home can actually pull the trigger. You just have to go through a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of uncertainty, a little bit of hope. Put all those things together and you'll find that home ownership may be just around the corner for you. If you would like to visit with me or any member of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team, we'd be happy to help you. No cost, just give us a call. We always want to listen to what our listeners have to say. 775-786-5515. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station. Tell your friends and family to tune in too, and then we'll help them make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I'm speaking with R.J. LaRue, school director, and Bethany Valentine, lead teacher of the Newton Learning Center. This is a gem in our community. They enhance the future of children with autism spectrum disorders. If you are a parent of a special needs child, you have another option right here in Northern Nevada. Tune in every Monday to the Sherry Hill Radio Show, 1130 a.m. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. 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 Natakwa.